Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Snapbacks and Beards. We are well in double digits now. This is episode number 14. I am the host this evening, J.E. WrestleTalk, and I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, the undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm all right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Yeah. Looking forward to the draft? Yeah, I love the draft, me. Yeah, um, hopefully it actually means something. But um, yeah, I normally enjoy the drafts. Yeah, fingers crossed. And yeah, I'm I'm good, thank you. Sorry, I went in straight <laughs> with another question there. <laughs> and again, as always, we have got TWG nineteen ninety one, that wrestling guy, Stu Matos. How are you doing today, buddy? Very, very well, my man. How uh, how are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. We've got some. Uh, we've got some stuff to get into. We've got some draft draft talk. We've got a couple of talking points. So uh, we may as well get straight into it. And uh, we're going to go straight in. Seth freaking Rollins versus Omos. What? Like? Why? Well, first of all, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about it? Well. As I posted in my TikTok video, it's just like, why? What is this? Um, I'm hoping that on Raw this week we find out why this match has decided to happen. MVP can probably sell this match. If anyone can, I guess he can do it. Um, but, yeah, just randomly announcing Omos in a match against Seth Rollins. And that's, mm. quite, a big de- that's quite a big deal for someone like Omos as well. Yeah, oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, so... I'd- I'm just hoping that we get some kind of explanation this week because this is uh, falling into Vince McMahon booking territory of, oh, this is what a match everybody wants, which nobody ever <laughs> asked for, but everybody wants it because I said so. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. What are you uh, saying about it, Stu? Yeah, I I mean, Omos is he's getting some big matches since if you go all the way back to last year's Mania, where it was Lashley, wasn't it? And then mm. you know he's had he's had the a match against Strowman. He's had obviously Lesnar at Mania just gone. Now now Seth, there's someone whether it's Vince or or Trips sees something in him. Um, I'm yet to quite see that, other than him being really quite tall. Um, but I just I don't I don't understand where the matches come about. Um, and I think it could be it could be at risk of being one of those. It's just a match thrown together with no story, and no one really cares about it. Um, or they only care about it to moan about it. Whereas if they give it, you know, how long is it till backlash? Is it what three weeks? No, it's, it's next weekend, isn't it? Oh, is this a sixth? Isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you build. I don't know how you build something that makes sense out of that. But the one thing I, I will say, um, and I was think, just thinking about this, actually, this is literally breaking news, just come to me as we, as we got started. Um, I suppose it's one of those things about being a wrestling fan where how many times, and we've probably done it on this podcast, how many times do people sit and complain about seeing the same matches and rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch. Now we're getting a match we've never seen before and we're complaining about that. So, uh, you know, I guess it is something a bit different. 
Um, but I'd like I'd like to see their a meaning to the match. I suppose that's my criticism of it. And I think that's it for me. I'm I'm complaining about the aspect that it's just absolutely baffles me. This mate, like, there's no. I've not seen any interaction between these no. two. Like you say, Omos is getting the bigger matches, but when you think of the big guys, like Andre the Giant, Great Carly, Big Show, they've got they've got something about them. At the moment, Omos is just tall and not a lot else. And I can't help but feel like this is some sort of punishment to to Seth for for voicing his opinions of uh, of how he feels or or something like that. And I can see it being a squash match and Omos going over. He lost at WrestleMania. If Triple H or Vince McMahon, whoever is behind this shambles of a match actually believes there's something in Omos, there's no way they can let him lose again. The only way I'd be okay with this match happening, and I said this to you boys on chat, is if this was a match between Seth and Omos, but actually Logan Paul interfered and attacked Seth, reigniting their feud, then I would kind of be okay with it. But I've got about as... Because I... I if it goes the way I think it's going to go, and I know it's going to go that way, I've got as much interest in this match as I had as Brock versus Omos. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see this match at this moment in time. And I thought I'd never say that about Seth, but I, I don't want to see this match. I, I suppose this, this match is one of those where, like you say, if, if they throw the Logan Paul bit in the mix, if there's ever a, a chance to use a bit of a dusty finish to help both people rather than just helping one, I think this is probably the match for it. Because like you say, Omos can have his have his big win over Seth, but we'll all know that actually Seth was screwed by Logan. So Seth kind of saves space a little bit with with that. Um, but I guess it just depends if they're gonna if they'll do another match with Seth and Logan. Uh, sometimes I, I think maybe playing the devil's advocate here. I think some people think, oh, this is definitely a Vince McMahon thing, but what if Triple H just likes Omos? And mm. he's, again, I said in the video, he, you know, The Undertaker apparently is a big fan of his. Taker's a, take, him, Taker then, is a uh, huge fan. Taker's then, a huge uh, that fan. That really holds you in good stead because Triple H will listen to someone like The Undertaker. Um, and again, people will watch this match because they are kind of curious, like, why is this even happening? So there is that as well. Um, but if Seth Rollins loses this match, you know, when Enzo got uh, beat Neville and then he just vanished. Yeah. I have a feeling that could happen here if Rollins feels like this is the best you can give me, is it? You know, after everything I've done, this is, this is all you can give me. All I will say is I will go wherever Seth goes. I will I will follow him. If if he ended up in AEW, I would be the give biggest it, AEW stand there ever was. Give, give it give it give it three months and it'll be a snapbacks and beards and AEW podcast when um yeah. <laughs> when, Seth, when Seth heads over there. Um, a, well, you know, he releases a, a he releases a Tyler F and Black t shirt, then he gets this match. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And there was obviously that stuff on the Raw <laughs> after Mania, wasn't there? Um yeah. But again, saying that he is a Triple H boy, we know he's a Trips boy. So mm -hmm. I would, I, I would be, I would imagine Trips would be quite hesitant to do anything to 
to lose him. Um, but you know, we've seen it. Al- you know, Alistair Black was was a Triple H protege. We all know Adam Cole was a was was a Triple H protege, and they've they've gone. So never say never, I guess. But I I think that I I think Seth will be all right. I think he will. He's I gonna, think you know. I think WWE would be absolutely stupid if they were to let him go. He's probably their most over superstar right now. He can get a whole crowd, no matter how small or big, to chant, sing his songs just by moving his ear, like Mm -hmm. moving his hand around his ear. Like he can work the crowd like pretty much no one else. But there are people that are coming up, people that are coming through that are, are nipping at his toes. But at this moment, I personally, anyway, I don't know how you boys feel, but I'd say he's their most over superstar. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably, but he's he's got to be. I mean, in terms of ability to to play the role as as a face and as a heel, um, sort of, and get either reaction. I, I don't think there's there's many many better. Um, and actually, I was. I was thinking about this the other the other day when we were sort of talking about a few bits and pieces, and especially for you, uh, JE Johnny, where um, when when I when we look at um, I know two superstars that are two two of your boys, you know, compare Edge to Seth Rollins, like they are in parallel. Mm. I think like if you compare their championship credentials and their career credentials stack them up next to each other a lot of the edge has been been around a bit longer so he's got more titles and stuff like that but you know their character work to be a face or a heel their reactions everything they're so so parallel um and yeah i so i i think like you say wwe would be mad to to let seth just let seth go um because you'd also probably assume if seth goes becky would follow at some point if not maybe not right away but Probably sooner rather than later, if that was was to happen. Yeah, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Johnny, anything to, yeah. to add on that? Well, I mean, yeah. In terms of crowd reaction, there isn't many who get a better. Well, there isn't anyone who gets a bigger reaction than him. Maybe Sami Zayn at one point, but you know, obviously, I don't particularly resonate with him that much. This character that he's doing at the moment, but I, I'm not blind to the fact that yeah, he gets a big reaction and he is loved by the fans. Um, I've always preferred the Rollins in 2015 up until when he did that uh, uh, Monday Night Messiah. I quite like that one. Um, it's just this current version of him I'm not, I'm not particularly bothered by. But as I say, he is very, very popular. Um, to get rid of him would be ridiculous. Like, again, you talk about the top star on Raw. He is that man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people can talk about You can say Alistair Black and Adam Cole are Triple H guys. They've never reached the level Seth Rollins has. Adam Cole you would know. have done on the main roster. He would have, yes. He definitely would have, given the time. Um, but that's why I just feel like Rollins is a WWE lifer. So yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. But I can understand if he'd be frustrated and wants to. Mm. What would be quite cool, actually, I've just, literally just thought about this as we were saying it, because you mentioned the 2015 Seth, and then I was thinking about other versions, um, is if he came out in his Beast Slayer uh, Sort of outfits to uh, to fight Omos. Mm-hmm. That that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, that is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the um, 
Seth versus Omos saga. Um, I guess we'll uh, wait to see what unfolds on that. We are going to get into the draft, um, but before we do that, I know um, Johnny has two bits of information, one regarding Triple H and one regarding Bailey. so I'm going to pass that over to him to, uh, to mm -hmm. let you guys know about that. Yeah, so the first one is Bailey uh, made a tweet that literally said Bailey Martinez. And obviously, Bailey, out of all of the four horsewomen and most of the women on the roster, they all have first and second names besides Shotzi and Natalia um, and Tamina. But Bailey's never had a second name. Obviously, her real name, surname is Martinez. So I feel like we're just going to start seeing her slowly just have her surname added in to her character, um, which is why she said that. Maybe they're going to test that out and see how it works. But again, they all have a surname, so why doesn't she? So I guess that's what they're looking at. Um, it would be um, interesting to because she's going to be at the house show that I go to on Wednesday. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see if they if they trial it there. Mm, if they are see. breaking up damage control, this could be like the new like character that she gets here, and she's like, you know, my, you know, my name's Billy Martinez or something like that. Maybe starts to turn babyface. Um, so that could work. And as I say, it is kind of weird that she's never had a surname yet. Yeah, so. I'd never really thought about it until you said it, but. Do we yeah. do we want do we want a babyface Bailey? I do. That's the what babyface Bailey is the worst version of Bailey. I mean, I don't particularly like babyface Bailey. I quite like what she's doing, but <laughs> yeah, I just uh, and I get. I, I guess maybe because you know, I suppose her sort of hugger gimmick. I wasn't the target target audience for that. I can I can appreciate that 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 wasn't aimed at you know thirty year old men was it really um, no but it it was just for me like I get what a a stereotypical baby face needs to be you know if you look at Bianca Belair is a very stereotypical baby face but at least there's a bit although I'm getting a little bit bored of Bianca now and we've, we've said about that previously, but at least there's a, there's a bit to Bianca. Like I just feel baby face Bailey is just, uh, just bland and just not nothing to it whatsoever. Whereas I've ever since, ever since she turned, turned heel, like all, all the way back to when she did it with, with Sasha, like I've just, I've preferred that this version of this version of Bailey, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this Bailey is um, the best version of her so far. I wasn't always the biggest fan of Hugger Bailey, but we're getting somewhere with her at the moment, and I really would hope that they can like not damage that. But maybe it's a slight change in character where she gets a surname and then think you know maybe becomes like that tweener character. Yeah, you know. Um, but the other piece of news is Triple H is turning into Tony Khan, and he has another announcement. Um, <laughs> where this time. We have no idea what it is. He's done. This is the third one he's done in a month. The first one was where WWE welcome. The second one is a draft. The third one, well, I don't know. Obviously, the draft is next week. Maybe you'll explain the rules of the draft. It shouldn't be that difficult. But I mean, maybe it could be something like. Neither is the Royal Rumble, but they do that every year. So 
Yes, and very true. Might, yeah, as well yeah, explain, yeah. might as well explain <laughs> what happens with the draft. And and then um, continue to explain the rules of the Royal Rumble as the match is going on. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and then tell us how many entries, how many times have been in the match and all that stuff. Um, I'm hoping that this is Triple H, basically, in, in a fantasy world, it would be, you know, you deserve two champions. This is the two separate shows. You deserve two champions. And we've agreed with the Tribal Chief that, yes, he's been WWE champion for over a year now but he's prepared to vacate that championship because that's not the one he's holding for a thousand days. So Roman yeah, doesn't vacate a title. I hate to be that guy. Yeah. Roman does. Roman does. He, he absolutely should because we, you know, I was fairly clear in our um, pre pre uh, post, sorry, our post mania podcast, what I thought of that. And Roman should absolutely split the titles, but he's, he's not going to, it, it wouldn't work for his gimmick, in my view, to just suddenly be like, okay, I don't want to be all conquering, all holding, all powerful champion anymore. Here's a belt. Mm-hmm. I just can't I can't see it. But he should. The title should yeah. be split for two shows. Um mm. but I am um, I think if it is something to do with a title, it does make sense because I think I saw somewhere online. Now I could be wrong, and I'm sure one of you will correct me if I am please do um isn't it like today where it's like an anniversary of um a world championship being introduced into like wwe or what what was wwf or, or something it is a, a or, or it's around this time so i've seen a was... lot of stuff on their websites about tight world titles at the minute but i don't know what um what that's Are we about the undisputed belt i'm not sure I don't. I only saw it briefly, but I I could be wrong. But I think it's around this time, maybe of an of an anniversary. Yeah. So okay. if they were to do something like that, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah, because I remember like in two thousand two when Triple H was champion, and obviously they did the draft. Then a week later, Ric Flair introduces this title belt, this one title belt, because obviously they had two. And it was around this time, so twenty-one years of the undisputed championship belt being introduced. You yeah. know, that would be nice. So, yeah. as um, as I've been pretty bold on uh, not there not being rain splitting the titles, and I realise this will be my second forfeit that I need to do. Um, I've just had a had a quick scan through Vinted, and if Triple H's announcement is that they are splitting the titles and Roman is giving one up, I will buy a Hugger Bailey T-shirt and wear it. I will. I will do it to go with my ricochet one that I've got to wear because we because they decided not to hu- buy uh, not to hire Jay White. So yeah. that's that's. <laughs> they will, I will get them both. I just need to find a ricochet one in my size. But there's a, I found a, I've just flicked through and seen a couple of Bailey ones. So I will. I will do that if Roman gives up one of the titles. You heard it here first. Uh, we won't forget either. Obviously. Yeah, we will not forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting on the ricochet one. Yeah, I just need to find one. If I, if I can, as soon as I can find the ricochet one in my size, I will. Uh, I will get it. <laughs> what so, do you think, Johnny? What What do you think the announcement will be? Do you know what I? Th- I think you could be along the the right lines with a, a world championship. However, I've. We'll get onto this in the draft, but I've seen rumours that that belt could be for SmackDown because Roman's mm. going to come to Raw. But um, mm. which again, 
Um, I suppose I suppose actually this this could segue into the draft nicely. Actually, um, would make sense because the USA Network could be like, well, actually, Fox have had Roman for three years. Could, can we have him for at least a year? So it would it would make sense mm-hmm. for him to go to the other brand, I guess. Is Roman going to stick around once he loses the title? So, yeah. well. To make it uh, something that you might not be aware of, I remember in the very, very first draft, the very first draft pick was The Rock. The Rock, And he was around for about three weeks, and then he went. People forget that. And I I suppose it's all it will is, would that then get Roman into kind of almost kind of like Brock territory in the sense of we may not see Roman for four months but then when he turns up it's a big deal that he turns up well i mean that's the case now though really <laughs> like it, we, it, we don't we it, don't yeah, see Roman. it's a very good point that's a very Last, good but yeah we haven't seen him since raw after mania have we no no it's been about two two three weeks since we've seen him yeah he's not been on a smackdown since wrestlemania no no so yeah, yeah I, I suppose yeah it doesn't doesn't change too much it's just he won't be holding both titles at that point hopefully yeah. Holding them uh, hostage. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But you know, you both said he shouldn't lose the titles and I said he should. So, you know, we you can't complain that he's holding these yeah. titles hostage. No, no, it's not I, what what we no, I'm not, nine, yeah. we gotta be coming up to nine seventy now, I think. So was well, is it is it around the twenty three days away? It's around the yes, it's around the twenty seventh of May that he hits a thousand for the universal title, isn't it? Something like that. I think uh, I saw it was 33 days away from that. So, but I am, I, I didn't think that he should drop them at WrestleMania. I want to see him get to a thousand days. However, once he does get to a thousand days, I do think he should drop them ASAP as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put my neck on the line with this mm-hmm. and not be Cody Rhodes to win the title. Obviously, that would be an obvious choice. I feel like when um, I looked at about, looked at this about Bruno San Martino, when he ended his first title reign, it ended out of absolutely nowhere. And it was like another match with Ivan Koloff, I think it was, just like, oh, another routine win for for Bruno, and then he loses out of absolutely nowhere. I've I've so, got some fantasy booking yeah. that I would love to see for, um, for the story being finished. Um, and I don't know if we want that now or if we want to save it, but just just hear me out. Hear me out with this. Go on, hit us with it. Hit us with it. What what if what if it what if it is Cody, but we don't see it for you know a couple of a couple more months. Let Roman go over a thousand days by a little bit more. Um whilst we then have Mr. Rollins win money in the bank. Then when Cody beats Roman, Seth cashes in immediately, and then the actual story that gets finished is Cody versus Seth at Mania 40. And Cody can beat Seth at 40 and finish that story. Might not be that it but that's that's another story that needs finishing, apparently. So let's do let's do that. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that. Mm, interesting way to go. Obviously, uh when the favourite for money in the bank is somebody else who I'm a big fan of, yeah, I'm not of gonna be able to defend that until <laughs> The money in the bank winner is if it is Seth Rollins. Um, you know, Shinsuke rumored to be fighting him at a uh, night of champions. 
Ooh. Could you imagine if out of nowhere Shinsuke Nakamura does it? I mean, yeah. again, fantasy booking of the highest degree, but mm. you know, at, at this point, it's just like it could just happen at any time, really. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, actually, first of all, question for you boys: who who does ultimately who dethrones Roman? I th I, I I think it is Cody. I think it's it's the one that makes sense. Um, unless I'm going, I'm going with Ellie Knight. I think it's Solo. The more and more I think about it, I think it's Solo Sakara that dethrones Roman. I'd, I'd, Again, lo I, I'd love I, it. Would like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the just. He's only had one loss, hasn't he? And that's to Cody. The only uh, issue, Riddle? No, 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 he beat Riddle. The only issue I feel with with it being solo would be that would that, and I'm not saying he would sink in any way, shape, or form, but he's not really had a lot of exposure as as so as a solo, as him on his own, or him kind mm. of being the main focus. So to go from that to then carrying a brand, potentially carrying the company if he's going to win both titles, that's a that's a hell of a stretch. Like even I mean, and it, we've seen it happen. How, however, him and his two brothers, and he could have his two brothers pretty yeah. much carry the brand most of the time anyway, because Roman's yeah. not there. Yeah, they could also have a, a, a storyline where Paul Heyman turns on Reigns with solo and he could be the storyline could be well roman you've got to understand that this family is so important to me the family legacy is very important and you are getting older there needs to be a change of the guard in this family to keep the title in the island of relevancy in the anoa family solo is that man to do that something along those lines where it's yeah. like he's doing it for the greater good of the anoa legacy and wwe's you know timeline and when you look at it, actually, Solo Sokoa is a Paul Heyman guy. Oh, yeah. He yeah. fits fits the brief perfectly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. However, it, who it should be, it probably should be Gunther. Yeah. That's a shout. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But whether it would be or not is is a different story. But anyway, we'll, uh, we're, uh, we're going on a tangent, as we always do. We will move on to the draft it's going to happen starting on smackdown this friday and continue on raw a week from today obviously that makes no sense to you people because this goes out on a wednesday but we do film it on a monday boys we'll start off with johnny who is going where in your eyes well i think the mid card title swap places i think gunter gets drafted to raw and austin theory gets drafted to smackdown in fact, I don't think Austin Theory's ever been on SmackDown, so that would be a new territory for him. Obviously, Gunter, his title reigns at, at risk of running stale, so put him on Raw where he can fight new people. I think that would be a safe choice to do that. Um, and then, I, I guess, Rollins, I think, will stay on Raw, possibly. Uh, but again, like he's run out of people to fight as well, so him going to SmackDown would be nice. Um, but I'm almost certain mid-card titles will swap places. Um, and then we'll have to do a woman as well. So, I mean, 
if Bianca wasn't champion, she could go to SmackDown, but she is the champion, so I don't... Um, I mean, the lazy option is put Rhea Ripley on SmackDown because she's SmackDown Women's Champion and she's officially still on Raw, so that would be um, mm-hmm. something else they could do. Um, the women's division is more difficult because I think everybody's been on every show now on there, so putting Bianca on SmackDown isn't fresh because she's done it before. Rhea being on SmackDown or Raw, she's been on both. Like it's difficult to really work out which one would be. Oh, that's refreshing, you know. Yeah. And I'm assuming, speaking about the women, I'm assuming that um Liv and Raquel just won't get drafted because they can go to either, can't they? Yeah, as champions, I'd assume they'd yeah, yeah. they would go to both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Roman Reigns if he's dual champion, he can't really be drafted, can he? You know? No, no. But that is, the thing however, about the title splitting as well, you got to think there's a Raw Women's Champion and SmackDown Women's Champion, right? And they want equality. So, you know, splitting up the belts is something they really should consider uh, for this draft. Uh, yeah, that 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 could be his that could be Triple H's announcement. You're saying mm. I know we're saying that Roman isn't the sort of person to to split the belts, but it could be taken out of his control. Triple yeah. H could be saying, "Come out tonight to announce and say, look." I'm telling Roman in front of all you guys, he needs to pick a belt because the other one goes to the brand that he isn't drafted to. Yeah. It's an option. Um, it's an option. Stu, have you got any uh any people that Yeah, so um I was literally just just jotting a couple couple bits down as we were as we were talking about the draft, as you boys know I love a I love a list and I love a little note. I I whereas you said you've said Johnny that the you know the easy option is the mid card titles get swapping brands. I prefer the brands that both titles are on, so I I would go the other way and instead of swapping the belts, swap the challenges. So I would look at Lashley and the Judgment Day, and possibly if I had to call him up. Bron Breaker going to SmackDown because then you could have Gunther versus Lashley, Gunther versus Priest, Gunther versus Bron, and freshen that up with Shinsuke, Sheamus, and the Brawling Boot, yeah, Brawling Brutes, and possibly just to freshen him up, Drew going to Raw to then have them sort of matches with Theory. Um, yeah, I like that. I, I also wonder if we may see this. It, if we don't see, and I know this is again where it could be difficult because we've got Bianca as champion on Raw, but I'd quite like if the Street Profits aren't going to split up, I'd quite like them to move brands to see some different matchups for them. Hmm. Um, but what, like you know, whether they're going to stay stay together or or not, I would also. I've, again, just as we're talking, as I've said, I'd like the Judgment Day to go to Raw, uh, to SmackDown. Sorry, I would like Ray to go to Raw. Um, just, just uh, I know at some point we're gonna see Dom versus Ray again, but I'd just like that. I'd like to have a four or five month break from that would feud. You, would you send the rest of LWO with him? I I probably would for now because 
being with Ray is getting them over. So I'd probably keep them with Ray. And obviously, if you're gonna if we're gonna send the Judgment Day to SmackDown, that you know that takes you lose what kind of five people from Ray and the LWO, replace them with four from the Judgment Day, and pull up from NXT. You're probably you know you're gonna sort of even even that balance out. But I think yeah, for, I've said it before. I quite like the the IC title as the working man's title being on what has always been considered the working man's brand, which is SmackDown. I, I prefer to see that on, on there, but I w- agree. I'd like to see some fresh, some fresh challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and hell- also I do think as well, um, I, I think the street profits are going to get split up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that, um, they are just going to go with that rather than have one of them attack one at the other one. I think they are just going to, like they did with New Day, but I think actually keep them split this time, um, which benefits Montez Ford. I'm not sure how Angelo Dawkins will benefit from that, but yeah, I think that they'll do that as well. Hmm. I would also, and I know you will like this, uh, Johnny, I'd love to see uh, Chad Gable go over to SmackDown. Um mm-hmm. And him feuding with Gunther would be very nice. I'd enjoy that. Chad Gable think... and Austin Theory both go over, then he wins the US title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, any mid card title for Chad Gable's fine I, by me. I, 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 I'm just wondering, and again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on this limb now. I think the next United States champion is Montez Ford. I think Ford okay. will beat Theory. Um, yeah. See, now it's interesting you say that because with the draft coming up and backlash just afterwards as well, I think Theory drops his title at backlash and moves to the main event picture. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The outside shout is obviously Bronson Reed, um, but... Bobby Lashley got done dirty at WrestleMania, didn't he? Could this then them being saying to him, "Sorry, like here you go." I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I just... That's another one, actually. Sorry, I think because we know how sometimes they like WWE like to play the obvious card. If Lashley goes to SmackDown, I'd probably see Bronson Reed going to SmackDown as well because they've just started a little mm. a little feud, haven't they? And actually, Bronson mm-hmm. Reed versus Gunther would be incredible. I'd be, I'd be all in for that. Yes. Um, what would be quite what would be quite interesting as well, actually, which I was just thinking about, is if both the US and the Intercontinental Championship were drafted to the same brand and say they were both drafted to Raw or whatever, and Bobby and Bronson were both drafted to SmackDown, and then basically when they went into backlashes was that they were going to get the belt back for SmackDown. Yeah. That would that would be quite cool as well. Um my thought that I'm going to pose to you, uh, just a couple that I've got. I, I see Seth going to SmackDown. Actually, um, okay. I do see do see Seth swapping over again. Um, Will Becky join him? They do have that new sort of contract in place, don't they? That they keep um, real life couples together because yeah. it works better for obviously their their outside life. Oh. So I guess I guess maybe they would. Um, I guess maybe Becky would go as well. If one, yeah, I assume if one goes, the other goes. Um, I hope to God they don't split the judgment day up. Um, can't have that happen. 
What would be quite interesting, though, is if Solo and Roman were to get drafted one way and Jimmy and Jay were to get drafted the other. I was going to ask that. Would you think they would? Because I mean, that you know, the the obvious thing, if you were, a, I don't know how they're going to do the draft, if they're going to have general managers or or what have you. But if if you're a gen, if you're if you're a general manager and you've got the first draft pick, you you draft the bloodline, don't you? That's the that's the obvious one. But are, but, but are they going to have it that you take all of them, or yeah, is it just or is one? it a superstar? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's um, mm. I kind of hope they do it. You know how they've done it lately, where like Stephanie comes out and she's like, "Raw's first pick is blah blah blah, SmackDown's first pick is blah blah." I hope they don't do it like that. I want to see the old school back in the day. You know when they're all sitting backstage and and they've got the mm -hmm. like they're all flashing on the screen and stuff, and then it's like, Burr. yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I, one, yeah. I don't know. I I liked, and again, we, we can't because of how they got it now, how they've got the shows now, we can't have this currently. But I liked, you know, the 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 older ones that they did where you'd have both general managers on a at podiums, you know, on the stage, and they're like, right, we're gonna pick, you know, as general manager of SmackDown, I'm picking mm -hmm. whoever as the first draft pick sort of thing. I I I quite liked quite like that. Um, there was one in between well, that as well, where they had like a little ball thing that you'd spin, and then you'd get the ball out. Yeah. Go, you know, this is who we're drafting. Um, I preferred Johnny's. Beer. Uh, I miss those days, I really do. But yeah, I did really yeah. enjoy the very first draft when you had Ric Flair and Vince McMahon on either That's side. It. Yeah, doing that—that that was brilliant. That, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But again, the first draft pick has to be something to do with Roman. Like, oh, I, it? yeah, it's 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 got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, but. I just hope they don't do like some bullshit thing where they're like, our first pick is Cody Rhodes, like just because, just because it's Cody Rhodes. Like, yes. could, you, could you imagine yeah. though? Say if I don't know, I'm not. I'm, I'm literally making this scenario up as I'm talking about it. So bear with me. But could you imagine if they had say the first first four? draft picks were Seth, Cody, Seamus and Lashley, like just 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 for, for whatever reason. And you have them sort of, I don't know, they come out to the ring or they, something like that. They're stood there and then the bloodline just attacks all four of them and lays them out and they're just like, you've picked four people and you haven't picked us in your top four. Like, we are we are, we run this company type thing mm. like and go down that whole disrespect angle of why aren't we being being picked sort of thing so i don't know something something like that just okay. something that's a little bit a little bit interesting you know we we've spoke previously about um, and we've spoken in the chat haven't we actually how it this could be a, such a game-changing sort of new era almost for for the company but it needs to be done right. And I think now is the time to start making things interesting with, with stuff like that. But they need to make, I do think they need to make the black, the brand split actually matter and actually be a brand. And split. actually mean something. And this is, this is the thing as well. When triple H did the announcement and he says this, this uh, draft will quite literally change the game. Like now I know that's your name, but I also know you're retired. So what do you mean? 
what what are you what are you trying to tell us that you're yeah. you're not telling us mm. sort of thing but um they, yeah. they like doing that though they're just like talking about how this is the greatest thing of all time every every time they do anything yeah. um and wwe i've noticed they really really are trying to act like they're a real sports brand right so the way a draft is done in the NFL or the NBA where they get on the podium and go, we select this person. I think that's what they're going to go with because, again, they take themselves maybe a bit too seriously in that sense where it mm. has to be done as if it's a real sport and it's done like that in the other American sports, so WWE do it the same way. So I feel like they'll try and do it like that. Either that or we'll see uh, Conor McGregor drafted to Raw and Brock Lesnar <laughs> drafted to UFC 227 <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Are, are we going to see a change in commentary teams? Yeah, I think so. Because why Why else would they say that commentators were up for drafts? If not, I think we're probably going to get... Um... Kevin Patrick on the release list, please. Yes, yeah. yeah. I don't mind him. Kevin, Kevin, mind Kevin, him. Kevin, Kevin Patrick gone... And then I would have have Cole and McAfee, Graves and Barrett. See, I think that um, Kevin Patrick is going to go down to NXT with the guy that's not Booker T. I don't. I can't think of his name. Viv Joseph, Vic Joseph. Yeah, Vic Joseph. Joseph. That's it. I I think Kevin Patrick's going to go to NXT with him. I think Booker is going to go to SmackDown with Michael Cole, and I think Wade Barrett's going to come across Raw with Corey Graves. Do we need Booker? That would mean two. That would mean two wrestlers on commentary though on Raw. You know, they normally have one who's not a wrestler, right? They normally have a a wrestler and a color commentator. A commentator. That is true. Yeah. But I, I, I think you've you have to have Cole and McAfee together, don't you? Surely, like they're they they work so so well. But I, 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 but I really enjoy I really enjoy Graves and I really enjoy Barrett as well. So I mean, I'm not. It's not that I, I wouldn't really necessarily mind any combination of of them. I just think that Cole and McAfee work so well together. I really like Wade Barrett. However, apart from when he says things like he said on the past Friday night SmackDown where something happened and he said, Are you pulling my plonker? That does <laughs> that does nothing. That does nothing for for the UK scene at all. That does yes. nothing at all. Don't say that, Wade. Don't say What that. I did like is uh, when Michael Cole tried to impress Wade with his Preston North End knowledge of God, some Tom Kennan like athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> Can we can we just take and we we did this obviously in the in the post mania podcast, but can we just take a second if you're listening, Michael Cole, to appreciate the last eighteen months of work that Michael Cole has done because it has probably been the best he's done of his career. It's been Especially fantastic when it comes to Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Such disdain in his voice for another individual is <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I just it, it'll be interesting to see what they what what they do with the with the commentary team. But you're right. I think it's there has to be something in there because they've met they've made a deal a, a big deal out of it being everyone, including commentators and, and stuff like that. As long as we don't get Byron Saxton back behind the desk, I don't really mind to be to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we see more than one general manager coming out of this? Obviously, we've got. Just Adam Pierce at the moment, haven't we? 
I would like to if you're going to take the brand split seriously. I um, think if you're going to take it seriously, you almost have to. Yeah. But they've got managers for both sides, yeah. Well, unless it's William Regal. I'd love that. If he's allowed, then please do it. Uh, oh, William Regal on SmackDown would be my favourite. Mm. Regal for SmackDown. Um, would yeah would would be lovely um uh, but i don't know i don't know what what his kind of deal is currently um but yeah i think it if you're gonna if you're gonna take the brand split seriously it, you need to have two two different general managers especially if then you know we we spoke about this in the chat previously haven't we that i think keep them separate build up to things like night of champions and survivor series and you know, by all means, in the lead up to the Rumble or something like that, have someone come over and make a sneak attack or something. But you know, actually, let's let's let the brands build people on their brands. You know, back in the day, you had the SmackDown Six, and that made careers for probably half of them. If you mm. think, you know, if uh, if you, uh, you know, I, I it might be harsh on someone like Edge looking at him where he is now but back then if he was on a massive roster of combined superstars would he have got the screen time and match time that he got when he was solely just on smackdown i mean he he might he might have done but you know i don't i, I don't know um so yeah, I think now is the time that you're going to have two brands. Think of think of the matches and think of the time you can give to your Chad Gables of the world if you've just got, I don't know, uh, 35 people on Raw, for example. I don't know how many you have, but that sort of number, as opposed to trying to fit 65 people in three hours, it's, it's, people are going to miss out. Um so yeah, I think I think you have to make have to take it seriously, and they both have to have general managers. And mm -hmm. funny you say about Chad, because obviously Johnny, you'll have have an opinion on this, but I I think this is where Alpha Academy do get split up, and and Chad Gable does get that push. Yeah, um, they did talk about this before having a serious singles run. If there was ever a time to make it work, it has to be now. Um, and again, whichever show he goes on. Obviously, I'd push him higher than a mid-card title, but he's never had one, so he should go for whichever one that is on the show he's on. And as we say, Otis is kind of more interested in maximum male models at the moment, so, mm. um, you know, move him on to that. And Gable, again, if he can have a match where he wins, that would be nice. Um, I think... Yeah. Um... <laughs> I think Gable would shine in the uh, in the Money in the Bank match as well. Actually, if he was putting that, I, I was just I was just just about to ask that. And obviously, we will have later down the line. We will have a you know a Money in the Bank predictions show. Um, but this, my question would be: as of right now, twenty fourth of April, right now, who are your six that are going to be in Money in the Bank? Hmm. See, I'll end up going for choices that is just like not big names, but I feel like the need to give other people a chance. So, like when yeah. Rollins was in the Elimination Chamber, I didn't agree with that just because why he doesn't need to be in there. But he is obviously a bigger name. Um, obviously, LA Knight has to be in yeah. there. 
like again, if he's the favourite to win, then he must be involved in it. Um, I think Xavier Woods could be in this. Oh yeah, that's a good oh. shout. Okay. Um, I feel like maybe Austin Austin Theory could be in it and be like, I'm going to win it this time again, and he's the United States champion. So like, but he did say the reason why I didn't cash in before was because well, there's no point because obviously someone's always there to help Roman. So I don't know if he might be left out of it actually. Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Again, KSI is his best mate. It's in London. <coughs> yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't be there. Um, and it's difficult to pick ones when there's no, like, we don't know what drafts they're on, uh, shows they're on yet. Because he imagine it'd be three and three, right? You think um, so? Yeah. Yeah. So unless do they go? Yeah. Do they go back? If we're gonna have, if we're gonna have the brand split, do they go back? If we split the titles and you have a Raw and a SmackDown one. Mm. Yeah, that would that would be very nice if they could do it that way. Because mm. yeah, um, again, be. it's called Money in the Bank. Have more than well, have three matches. It'd be the women's one as well. Yeah. Um, well, surely the so women should have, have two as well, shouldn't they? You would have four. Yeah. Which, oh, well, yeah. Pretty I, much. I, I, and I and the thing is, I don't, I don't I, see if why that's a bad thing. I, the only way I see that's a bad thing would be for the women. I'd struggle to name twelve. 12 women that would that would make the match i suppose would make mm. two matches but you know what why not why uh, i get i don't know i do get i suppose having one women's winner one men's winner but if you're going to have separate titles for all of, for both shows do it you mm. know and that makes perfect sense actually as well like it's called the money in the bank pay-per-view you could have those four matches because they could all go 45 minutes so that's that's three hours right yeah. mm -hmm. and then that's that's the pay-per-view done there doesn't need to be anything else on it because if you start talking about world title obviously we'd love to see a cash in but then you've potentially got to have four world title matches as well to maybe get one of those so then you're looking at eight matches and maybe it becomes mm -hmm. a bit too much like i, I don't know yeah um but you, yeah you you know you have or yeah you you have kind of you you open you open and close with one maybe could you go could you possibly have a six match card maybe throw a tag title depending on yeah i, I think it's it, i suppose it depends like you say who's going to be in the matches um mm -hmm. But yeah, you, I'd I'd like to see it. I was just again just writing down some names, and I just realised I've left Gunther out of it. But I'm mm -hmm. I would I would look at Gable, Rollins, L.A. Knight, Montez Ford, and then I was I was torn between three of Lashley, Nakamura, and Karrion Cross. But see, like, but then you've again obviously you've said Logan Paul, Austin Theory. There, there's there's plenty of people that they could have in these matches, so why not have two of them? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I, I agree with a lot of your names. One more name that I'd chuck in there that I could just see being in the match is Dominic Mysterio. Uh, yeah. Finn Balor. All three, all three members of the Judgment Day have got a, you know, I know three, and I actually, I quite like this new role that Damien Priest seems to be having. With the judgment day after their interactions with the bloodline um but yeah all you you could make a case for all three of them having some sort of involvement in in it um and that 
you know, I don't want to see the Judgment Day split up and I don't think they should tease that, but it would certainly make it a little bit interesting if you had, you know, a Balor in one of them and Priest and Dom in the other or something like something like that and seeing, like, any of them potential in, in, interactions. Um, mm-hmm. But, yes, you know, I think it just... Like we've said for ages, they need it needs to be about creating and moving forward and looking at what is next and potentially just having six people in one money in the bank match is a little bit limiting. I think you can get so many more options having two two money in the bank matches for two titles, you know. Either mm-hmm. that. Or if you have one, make it eight people. Make it massive. Brand. Yeah. 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 You remember WrestleMania? The last time they did it at Mania, it was like nine people in it. Yeah. So, you know, um, and I mean, that, I think that's quite fun. It's very unpredictable. Yeah. Um, I suppose yeah, that's, I think, that, I that's another... Three, I think two would be better for the men's side. That's, that's, that's another question, I suppose. I mean, do, do you both like money in the bank having its own pay-per-view or could it go back to being a mania match but having eight ten people in that one match rather than it being its own pay-per-view but having six um i like it being its own pay-per-view because i'm going Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah do, do you know what um as as gimmick pay-per-views go, this one I, I do like. Yeah. Agreed. And yeah. I can get behind. Um, I don't see the point in calling yourself the, the TLC pay-per-view if like just the main event is is TLC or having an extreme rules pay-per-view, but there is a match on the card that doesn't have any stipulation whatsoever. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. agreed. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I I like this is a peer view. I think, as I say, of all the gimmick ones, this is probably the one that works the most as a peer view. But I think the problem is it's not every single match is a gimmick match. And I think when you call a peer view Hell in a Cell, every match should be a Hell in a Cell match. Every match should yeah. be whatever the gimmick says. Um, and having it at WrestleMania was quite special. Um, but I don't mind this being uh, a peer view in the long run because I do enjoy them. Yeah, but um, if I could change it back, would I? I mean, I'd maybe give it a try it one year and see how it does being back on WrestleMania. I I just think, and and obviously it's what you said, Johnny. I, just imagine if they did, you know, a a Money in the Bank pay per view, but all the matches, you know, you had two women's Money in the Bank matches, two men's Money in the Bank matches, and a tag team Money in the Bank. And there you five mm. matches. That's that's your show. But mm. I, I'd be all in for that. I'd I'd be really up for that. I think that'd be quality. Um yeah. and a tag mm. team money in the bank, I think would be epic. I think that'd be so yeah. good. Yeah, and so they could, good. They could absolutely do that as well. They've done uh tag team elimination chamber, haven't they? Yeah. So um yes. there's no no reason why they couldn't do a, a tag team money in the bank. I, I think that they would be just so I, good. I suppose they would just have to find six or seven legitimate tag teams to to go into the match i guess yeah and i guess i suppose does that with that limit potentially 
you might not get Montez Ford, for example, in the men's money in the bank because he's going to be needed in the in the tag team with Dawkins or something, yeah. something like that. But again, then for think for for potentially people like um, you know, like the Judgment Day, you have Finn in the money in the bank, and you have Damien and Dom in the tag team, or Brawling Brutes, you have Sheamus in one and Butch and Ridge in the tag team one or something. I suppose same with Imperium stuff like that. I think it, it's definitely. Yeah. It's definitely doable. Um, I just, yeah, I just wonder if they'd almost be brave enough to to try it, or if they think that fans wouldn't be receptive of a five match card of all money in the bank matches. Where actually, I think they probably would. Yeah, as you know, absolutely know as well that if um, they were to do the tag team one. The Usos are winning that and walking around with those briefcases, just swanning around the place. Yes. And and you know what? They probably for the first one, they probably should. Yeah, I can't. I can't really mm-hmm. argue with it not being the Usos if they were to do that. To be fair, but I, I, again, it's it's that thing I suppose of like that's where sometimes the money in the bank can be so it can be so magic because it's sort of like. Yeah, it would probably be quite predictable that the Usos win it, and people, but people would struggle to argue with it, and would probably be happy, for, you know, would be happy enough for that. But just imagine if the Street Street Profits won it, or something like that. There's still that just enough air of unpredictability that that would make it make it really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. We've. Um... We've gone on that uh, that tangent again. That us three boys, uh, us three <laughs> boys like to do. Um, just before we do wrap it up, I'm just going to go back to the draft quickly and just get your guys' opinions on one or two names. Um, because as I mentioned before, we came on the air. Um, it is rumoured that Cora Jade and Joe Gacy will both be wrestling a dark match on Raw this week, so that could have something to do with the draft. But give me some names from NXT that you think could come up. And do we see anyone from Raw and SmackDown get drafted to NXT? Pretty deadly. You know, uh, I personally am not a fan of Pretty Deadly. But again, they do need more tag teams. So that would be, you know, a logical team to bring up. Um, maybe chase you. What else can they do on NXT, really? Apart, well, you haven't won any gold, I suppose there is that, but you know, I, I feel like maybe there's a chance of them going up as well. Chase you. Um, I'm trying to think who else I would have said Tiffany Stratton, but then she's come out in an interview recently and said that she doesn't think she's ready to either, which I really admire that work ethic by her. She's even mm-hmm. said. My promo skills uh, are not up to scratch for main roster, so I really appreciate that. So she probably won't get drafted, but Cora Jade would make sense. Uh, Zoe Stark, I don't really see what else she can do. Maybe get her up to the main roster because the women's division is very much uh, lacking at the moment, so they do need some more females uh, wrestlers up there. Um, I'm trying to think of like the top male stars. Ron Breaker would be an obvious choice, and I'd like to see Ilya Dragunov get called up, but only where ever Gunter is. I was going to say um, 
I was going to say uh, Dragunov or McDonough or both, mm -hmm. um, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that would be for me. Um, again, so I've made a list because, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I'm Chris Jericho, apparently, so I'm going <laughs> to... You make, just made the list. I, I'm going to make a list. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, again, as, as we know, they like to keep couples together, etc., etc. If we see Cora Jade come up, I would probably predict that we'd see Bron Breaker come up as well to keep them together. Um, I would love to see Dijak come up. Oh, and, of course, yes, yeah, yeah, mm. and join the Judgment Day. I would love that because and, him, him, and Damien oh. Prince together would be sensational. Um, can you imagine? Sorry, can you imagine Dijak just? walking down the corridor and maximum male models are doing their poses and he just looks at Marseille and he's like, what happens here? He just carries <laughs> on walking. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'd love to see, love to see Dijak um, and yeah, join the judgment day. I'd love to see Tyler Bate and have him join the brawling brutes because Tyler Bate is fantastic. Um, Ilya Dragon off to Imperium. Um, a little bit of a far, far field one, potentially. The Creed brothers and bring them up to go with Chad Gable as a more serious Alpha Academy because both Creed brothers are athletic wow. and mm. Olympic as hell. So let's, you know, give give that potentially. Um, and, and again, possibly, possibly a little bit of a left field Women's pick, as I've, I've already said, Cora Jade. I really like Ivy Nile. I think she is, she's got a look about her mm -hmm. that, that looks like she could break someone in half. Um, I worry, I don't know personality-wise, if she could cope on the main roster. Um, but saying that, I don't know who she'd use potentially, but... Brock Lesnar didn't have much of a personality or much mic skills when he first came up. He just turned up, had someone talk for him and beat someone, beat people up. Oh, Ivy, yeah. Nile, Ivy Nile could do... That's a shout. Yeah. Mm. What was that? Oh. I missed that, sorry. Sonia. Sonia, Sonia is Ivy's, I, Ivy Nile's mouthpiece. Would yeah. I, could, I could go for that. Um, I, I was trying to think of people I'd like, that may go, go down, and I, I, I'm not really sure. To, to because be honest, I'm wondering where he was saying this will literally change the game. I'm wondering if they're trying to recreate a three brand when they had ECW um, and if they're trying to make NXT a, a legitimate third brand to run alongside them and yeah. maybe bring down some bigger names for, for a year to well, NXT. I mean, I mean and this is, this, this is, sorry, sorry. John, this is, this is highly, highly unlikely, and I totally get how unlikely it is. But given given the state of where the world titles are at the minute, and we know where they're locked up and where they're probably going to be locked up for the next few months in storylines, could uh, could Drew return to NXT and win the NXT title and well, and be the face of that brand? 
and this is the thing, and this is I'm I'm wondering if they are going to try that with the third because we've seen AJ turn up on AJ Styles turn up on NXT. We've seen yep. Shinsuke turn up on NXT. We've seen the New Day become NXT champions. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler yeah. become NXT world champion. They ha- they have trialed it, and I'm wondering if that's them trialing it with us over the past year or however long to see if it could potentially work. Barry and Cross going back Mm -hmm. to NXT. Well, he needs to do something because somebody did a TikTok and they said that Carrion Cross has not worked on the main roster since his return. And you're you're probably right. Yeah. He's had had a program with Drew. He's now about to have this feud with Shin, isn't he? Which that'll be interesting to see where that that goes. But I, you know, I just, it would be interesting like I say, if if you if they got a big name to go back and then be the ones to then, you know, actually, like you say, yeah, NXT isn't just that developmental place. It is a mm-hmm. standalone brand. And, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to be the face of it. And, we're, you know, they did it. Angle moved moved from Raw to ECW, didn't he? I think. Did. And, and, mm-hmm. and did that. And. You know, may, maybe they don't, or maybe they've got that in mind. I, again, I don't know how forward thinking or forward planning WWE are. Um, but what about if near, you know, um, near Survivor Series, they do that thing again where they say, you know, we're going to have Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Um, mm-hmm. Here's your, here's your Raw team. Here's your SmackDown team, and you get two three people you know again cross maybe drew and someone else who aren't picked for either team go well hold on a minute we're just as good to be in these matches right and then have them appear on nxt and be like right we're going to be on your team and we're going to win the match for Mm. nxt or so i i I don't know it's Mm. what my my question would be i suppose why not do you know what i mean why not they, I, I'm thinking back to the ECW I'm thinking of, and they, they had big names on that. Like Kane was the ECW yeah. champion. Christian was the ECW Matt Hardy was the ECW champion. John Morrison, like, they had, like, all these big names. Yeah. Mark Henry. On, yeah, Mark Henry, yeah. All these big names representing on ECW. Um, so I don't, I don't see why they, can't, they couldn't recreate that again. No. I think um, also the Creed Brothers, as you mentioned, but I think... Chad Gable, after losing Otis to Maximum Male Models, could bring up Damon Kemp. Um, yep. For anyone who doesn't know, Damon Kemp is uh, Gable Stevenson's brother, who, for some reason, he's had more of a successful run than Gable Stevenson, who was supposed to be the next big, you know, Kurt Angle sort of style wrestler in WWE. So you could bring him up instead of, because uh, Gable Stevenson technically is still a raw superstar, but no he one is, would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Well, he, he's gone back to fighting the amateurs, hasn't he? Is he? I'm sure I saw an article that he's he's gone back to to fight in the in the amateur wrestling scene, and I think obviously yeah he is still contracted and he's still drafted to to Raw. But again, from dirt sheets that I've read, so you have to take them with a pinch of salt. They thought that he would pick up wrestling like Kurt Angle did, and like Shelton Benjamin did, and like Brock Lesnar did. And he hasn't quite picked it up like they mm. did, um, which isn't a knock on him in any way, shape, or form. You know, he's a he's an Olympic, you know, he's an Olympic wrestler, he's an Olympic winner, 
I just don't mm. know if he's picked up the the sports entertainment wrestling that they hoped he he would. Um, but yeah, again, I don't know how how true you can take that with with dirt sheets, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he could get uh, could get drafted to SmackDown and then have been on Raw for a year or two as a superstar and never had a match. Yeah, that would be, yeah. be quite interesting. Um, so any anything else draft wise you boys want to discuss before we before we finish up? I do not want to see the return of the anonymous Raw general manager. I don't want a laptop. <laughs> I do. I do not want a laptop no. running a show. <laughs> No, I would like to see drafted from nowhere Mauro Ronaldo to commentary. That's what I would love. Uh, for me, still my favourite commentator, Mauro Ronaldo. Yes, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, of course, both iconic together. Taz and Michael Cole, brilliant. Taz, sorry, Michael Cole and um, Pat McAfee, brilliant. But Mauro Ronaldo, like, he's quality. Like, well, he really Heyman was. and JR, underrated. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is great. That is great. So. We have come to the end of this episode. I'm going to leave us with a question that has been pondering my mind for the past couple of days. I don't know why. We don't need to answer it, but we will just leave it there. But she made her return at the Royal Rumble. She's not been seen since. Where is Nia Jax? I don't know that we care. But... She's looking fabulous, though. She's, really? She, she, um I saw yeah. an article. Um, she's been working out with Charlotte Flair, and she's about three stone down. Wow. Mm. Uh, I've seen a picture on Instagram as well. She looks great. I mean, I've, I've always thought she was beautiful, but, like, she is looking in good shape. Like, really, yeah. That's answered the question where she is. But still, but still looks... It, she. She's almost she's almost done a this is gonna sound really bad, but but run with it. She's almost done a Gunther. Like she's she's trimmed down, but she still looks intimidating as hell. Like mm. it, it, it's mm. still that 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 balance. Hang on, I'm gonna try and find find the picture. What I found interesting was um Nia Jax did I noticed there was um on WWE shop, one of her t shirts became available recently, which was just like that was quite surprising. I know she came back in January, but uh, yeah, Nia Jax t-shirt is now on WWE shop. So, and if you want, an, you will. and if you want an affiliate link, go to any of our any of our link trees. And uh... correct, yes, yes, correct. we're correct. all WWE shop affiliates now. Lads. Yeah, we hadn't so... even mentioned that, but we are. Yes, um, I'll, 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 I'll get the shill. I'll get the shill. You know, promotion in. Don't worry, boys. Yes. We're going, to, um, we're going to turn to DDP yoga here. Just like every <laughs> single opportunity. Hey, subscribe to DDPY. You know? <laughs> oh, you're, you're struggling right now. It's all right. Subscribe to DDPY. We'll sort you out. <laughs> or the DX thing. The D- when, they, when they were doing them skits, they, they, they were great. I enjoyed that. Hey, something else as well. You know, it's around this time period where most of us get paid for our jobs. So you've all got a tight bit of money spare for a t shirt. Go ahead. Go right that way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of this episode. We went on a tangent like we always do. So thanks for <laughs> rolling with it and listening to us. I have been JE WrestleTalk. You can find me on TikTok, JE WrestleTalk, a truck, talk, and on Instagram, which I'm trying to grow that following. So JE WrestleGram. So please 
tell your friends, tell your mothers, your sisters, your brothers, anyone to, to go and follow me on there as well. Thank you to my co-host, first of all, TWG1991, Stu Matos. Where can they find you? Um, so, yeah, I'm my main social is uh, is my TikTok, that wrestling guy, at TWG1991, on the road to 5K, plenty of wrestling content. Um, so, yeah, that's where you can find me. Mm-hmm. And thanks again to my other co-host, Undeniable, Johnny Goldsmith. Where can they find you? Find me on TikTok, Johnny Goldsmith. And also, again, Instagram, Johnny underscore Goldsmith underscore. I did change my name on there. So, um, yeah, we've got that now. And Twitter, Johnny Goldsmith too. And um, I would like more interaction on there. So if you guys would like to subscribe to any of those, please do. Uh, it's particularly TikTok because that's one I use the most. But, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you both for joining me as always. And thank you guys for listening. We will see you again soon. See you soon, guys. Take care. My pleasure. Cheers, guys.